Welcome to episode two of Better Together. I am Carver. I am Tanner. Hello. Tanner, what? how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I think, personally, we should start out our episode this time by just kind of giving some feedback of the last episode. Yeah. Kind of talk a little bit about the response we got. You go for it. Because um, I think you got the more strong response than I did. Yeah. I had mostly, actually, 100% women. Nope, that's not true. I had mostly women reach out to me at least one, two, or three a day every single day for like... Probably a week and a half, two weeks. Weeks. Yeah. We received a greater listening than we literally ever could have hoped or dreamed. Yeah, I mean, we were looking and we're like, wow, there is no way that this is getting that many listens but it was i didn't even know that i knew that many people seriously <laughs> i don't know that many people knew how to access podcasts in yeah. utah thank you i Facebook. want to shout out my own podcast on this <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know if you guys knew this but i host my own podcast uh, maybe at the end <laughs> okay so yeah we just got a super good response um on this post and it ended up being really 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 immensely yeah. good it was a <coughs> lot of great feedback i mean when we released it i was hoping that please no one come talk to me about it no one come talk to me about it in I person don't wanna, yeah mm-hmm. i was like no one come talk to me about it but surprisingly i was humbled a little bit that was incorrect thinking of me because i was just like i can't believe i have this out there in the world now but you didn't want to like talk to someone face to face. I didn't want to talk to someone face to face about it. I was just like, I'm just gonna throw in a podcast. Anything I have to say, you can listen there. But I had an awesome conversation at work at my internship with one of my buddies, and we just had this great conversation about it. He comes up to me and he was flying on being unawkward about it, like, so I listened to your podcast, huh? And I was like, so you did, huh? But uh, we had this great conversation about it, and it was refreshing. And you know what? I think that was halfway the point. Yeah. Is that we wanted that conversation to be open. We want people to feel like they can come and talk to us. And a lot of people have texted us. And I, if you are listening to this and you messaged me and I didn't get back to you, I'm immensely sorry. Same. That is something we are going to work on this next episode. We want to create dialogue between us and to you. We want the conversation to be open. Yeah. I don't think we were mentally prepared for how many people wanted to talk. Yeah, that's one. So we're true. sorry if we didn't get back to you. And we definitely wanted to produce this episode. I feel like, and to introduce it, honey, and then you can keep on talking. Mm-hmm. Because of all of these messages and the feedback, for example, I'm gonna go back to the person I was talking to at work the other day. Mm-hmm. Someone came up to me, that person, and at the end of it, he said, "You know what? I mean, it was interesting to hear your side, Carver, but what I thought was really interesting was listening to your wife's perspective." And listening to what your wife had to say. And mm-hmm. so we felt very urgently, probably last week, like we have to record a new episode and we got to get it out there. We have to get this content out there as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to team up together. And we're going to bring you Tanner's story. Mm-hmm. We're going to, she has some thoughts that she wanted to share. And I'm just going to be chiming in every now and then, maybe asking her some questions on that. But really, we're going to talk about pornography addiction from the viewpoint of... The spouse. The spouse, you know, from the partner. Yeah. Um, uh, That was, like, 
90% of the people that that reached out um, wanted to know more about my side mm-hmm. um, because I know that we wanted to open up the conversation just generally about pornography, but um, everyone knows enough about it that you're like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. I don't think that there is any type of conversation that I've ever heard of or read of of um, what do you do when you're the spouse of somebody who's dealing with a pornography addiction. I know that I think that there are groups similar to AA for like kids who have parents or um, people in their lives who are dealing with um, alcoholism or like drug addictions or, or something like that. But I don't there's never been as far as I'm aware of um, a conversation around spouses dealing with um, uh, pornography addiction. You could make a Facebook group about that. I could. So, and you know, that's what the majority of the people who reached out to me wanted to know. Uh, And if I may interject really quickly, just to add on to what you just said, coming from, I know kind of like the background of AA and whatnot Mm -hmm. and there are support groups for like the spouses or the children of people who are going through a family member with AA because I feel like especially when someone comes up to you and says I have an addiction a lot of times at least for me personally like with like mental illness too yeah it's like hey I'm struggling with this and a lot of times people like how do I help how do I act do I try to treat you differently yeah how how do I cope with that yeah because it's not like addiction is never an isolated incident and that's something that honestly i think i've also kind of struggled with is how my actions have affected you yeah it honestly is something that brings me a little bit of pain in my life Uh like in guilt Uh and yeah it's not great it's not great it's not don't recommend it (laughs) Uh, but what i did just think of is i guess if you really are struggling as a spouse um, and you wanted to find out more about addiction. That's one of the things I want to talk about is understanding addiction. Um, you could show up to one of these support groups. I mean, addiction is addiction, right? So if you wanted to, you, you know, learn more about that, go find one of those groups. But, um, that's actually something that I want to talk about, but I think we'll get there, right? Oh, do you don't want to, let, let, let's, <laughs> let's launch off about, let's go from like the beginning. I feel like it's in the middle. Um, okay. I... I, so we had a guest who was supposed to be on before we did this episode, but there were some last minute things that come up came up and she wasn't able to be on right away. We'll, we're hoping to have her on later. So this podcast, um, we were hoping to have it out a couple weeks ago, a week ago or so. But This is true. So I've had all this time to think about it, but I really have struggled to know what to say because there are so I it, it was made abundantly clear to me that there are so many women um that are struggling with this. If you're a husband and you're struggling with a wife who has a pornography addiction, this includes you. This includes you. I haven't heard from anyone, but the majority of people who reached out to me were women who struggled with their spouses having, you know, this same situation. Um, and, and it's really, really important to me. And I really, really, really want to say the right things. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous again. (laughs) So I just wrote down some things. Um, and I want to mention things that um, people have said to me or the opinions of people. Um, and I want to keep everyone anonymous, but I do want to talk about 
the things that people have reached out to me and said from the last podcast. Um, so the, so, um, we kind of briefly discussed this last time. Um, do you care if I go more in depth with the story? No. You don't care? (laughs) Well, I do care, but I feel like in order for the people to understand where you're coming from, they need to have a little bit of, okay, no context. So, for weeks before I kind of found out that all of this was happening, um, like, there was a buildup, like, oh, like, like a tension in the air almost that I, like, you were grumpy and short with me all the time, and you were really grumpy, like, a lot of the time, and I remember saying to one of my best friends, I just... I don't, I don't, he's just grumpy all the time. And I don't know if it's me. I like don't know what's going on. So right away, I could tell that something was up. Um, I just knew. I, well, I didn't know. But I just knew that there was something amiss. Right? Is that a right word? Amiss, amiss is the right word. Okay. Um, so yeah, we were just, we were coming home from something. And we were just chatting in the car. And, um... I just suddenly got this impression, you need to ask him about pornography. Which, um, up until this point, I asked you um, maybe once a month, right? I wouldn't say it was that often. Like, so how you doing? And you would say, I'm doing pretty good. And that was it. That was it. Uh, so, uh, it was like, you need to ask him about this, seriously. And I could tell that he was uneasy about it, um, and the truth wasn't coming out, and still wasn't coming out, and still wasn't coming out, and so I just had to keep pushing, and um, I am not proud that I had to be this, like, pushy wife, like, I don't think you're telling me the truth, like, what is going on? I really need you to talk to me. I was really just really digging for some communication. Um, and I've talked to other wives about this, and they've said the same thing, that I just woke up one morning or it just hit me suddenly that I needed to ask him about pornography. And I needed to keep pushing until the truth came out. Which doesn't give you the right to falsely accuse your significant other if something else is going on in your relationship. But I, like, for months went down this checklist of, are we communicating effectively? Are we seeing eye to eye? Um, uh, Am I providing for his emotional and physical needs is he supporting me in my emotional mental physical you know our I went down this checklist of what you need to have uh, supposedly in a healthy relationship and there was just something missing um and I know that this has happened to other wives too where it's just like you just know um so I guess just go with your gut. If you really think that something is off um, and you care about your relationship, you need to act on that. If I didn't, we wouldn't be here, right? You would have just kept saying, oh, it's fine. And who knows where that would have escalated to. I'm sure it would have bubbled up at one point. but At one point, but it had already but I mean, been it, a year. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. But at that point, I wasn't using it for a year. 
You, I think so. You said that you had. Well, I guess that's true. It wasn't like our year anniversary. Yeah, it yeah it was. It was not our year anniversary. It was after. It was after. I guess it was probably like six months. I don't remember. The details aren't important. Well, like, I guess they are. I'm trying to remember. From what we had discussed. We discussed. We went in depth though. Well, she was mad. From what and she we, was like, you need to tell me everything. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh. From what we had discussed, it had been about a year. That you that things were happening. And I don't remember, but yeah. I know it's good. so. Um, really? Yeah. It makes me feel bad. Oh, it's okay. This makes me feel bad too because I feel like a bad wife. I guess like I'm saying like it was a year because it feels like. So. I don't know. That feels so. I feel it makes me feel like a shitty, crappy mm, person. Um, a year of you not being honest with me. Yeah, I Not guess like that's right. Not like consistent use, right? That's right. Yeah. I guess a year since the first incident. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's, that makes me think a little bit more yeah. accurately. So, um, obviously I felt, I feel like in the car talking about it, um, I felt like my heart was going to like escape out of my mouth and my stomach dropped and I felt sick um and then I was angry (laughs) I was really angry because if you remember from our previous I don't know if this was mentioned but I looked you in the eyes and I said to you if I find out even the day before we get married that you are even one time dishonest with me about this we will not get married and I was very serious about that so i was furious <laughs> this is a hard conversation for me to have honestly it's hard for I me might, too. i might leave no um i feel like this is going on too long anyway so I, make I, your point sonny that uh, the the initial rage turned to like just heartbreak um and I feel like the mix of those two emotions, I've had a really hard time um, getting a, a hang of myself and getting a hold of my emotions. Um, something that I, it's been a really long road for me also, um, is I didn't, I, I have never viewed pornography in my life. There was a couple of times that it like popped up on the TV or popped up on the TV and or on the computer and I would immediately turn it off. Um, so I have never viewed pornography and I, I don't understand it. Um, and I think that that is a huge key. Um, I had... Um, uh, uh, an old friend of mine reached out to me and she said um, I just want you to know like you talked about how you feel insecure and this and that about how your husband views pornography I had a similar conversation with somebody and coming from somebody who occasionally views pornography for myself um, I don't picture myself with those people I don't feel any emotional connection to those people I don't wish to be with them or to have a relationship with them. It is not about the people on the screen. It is about how 
I feel. And if something is out of control in my life, for just a moment, I am able to have control over how I feel. And how, and you like, be in control of my own body. Um, Because I think that that's something else I want to bring up, but that's um, something that's hard in, um, like, an intimate relationship with somebody, is having full control over your own self, right? Because there's two people. Um, and that's a tricky thing when it comes to pornography too. But Try to summarize the point you just made. Because I am having trouble following. What do you mean? So are you trying to say here that... So when people view pornography that are like pro-pornography, it's like, yo, I feel control of myself. Mm-hmm. How does that apply to you right now? So she just wanted to make the point that... It's not a, it, it's not like I'm trying to cheat on my significant other when I view pornography. Oh, okay. I understand. You know, it's, it's like saying not like, about I'm them. not, it's not something that it's like, I'm projecting myself with this person. It's yeah. something that like is more inclusive towards mm-hmm. myself. Because that was, so I don't understand pornography. So when I, because I've never viewed it and I don't have that same view because I don't do that. But, um, she helped me understand a little bit more. Like, I feel like I understand more and more about this every day. Um, a lot of the feelings were, um, betrayal. I felt like I'd been cheated on and that I wasn't good enough and that I was being a terrible wife and that um, I wasn't providing for you in a sexual relationship. Like I felt worthless as a human being because my spouse had to go out and find sexual pleasure in something else that wasn't me. And it made me feel worthless and it was really hard to deal with. Um, So the reason I bring that up is that she wanted, from a female's perspective, she was like, whoa, 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 let me tell you. (laughs) I'm not, I I just wanted, I want you to know. So she was giving you insight. Yeah, she was giving you, because I thought you were saying, like, I don't understand, like, how this applies to your perspective, but you're not saying it's your perspective. It's It's like, this is the mindset of someone viewing pornography that I had to understand. Right. I think that's a huge problem um, with, especially. Um, women in the LDS church, we are asked not to view pornography for religious reasons, and that's fine. Um, and I choose to follow that. And a lot of other LDS women that I'm friends with choose to follow that. So we don't understand it. So it's really easy to feel like you are a worthless piece of crap because your husband has this problem and they choose to go out and find that somewhere else besides you and that you aren't fulfilling their needs as a spouse and I would get mad and I would get really sad and I think that that is the whole root of the problem is that I had never viewed pornography for myself so I didn't understand it Um, Another huge thing that I touched on earlier is I don't understand, I didn't really understand, I didn't really understand addiction. Um, And to really try and understand, this was before we were in a relationship, but I served an LDS mission um, and we were working with somebody who had 
um, a serious addiction. Um, it was hard to teach them and to understand and be on the same page with them because I didn't understand addiction. So my companion and I went for like an entire week without sugar. Nothing. No chocolate, candy, sugar in drinks, nothing. And no going up to people and being like, give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> that was for me. <laughs> that was hard because um, if you've ever tried a diet, oh, we tried the keto diet and that really sucked. Um, it was a failure. It was a failure. Sorry. Go on. My bad. Um, if you've ever, if you, if you're having a hard time understanding addiction, do something simple like that because um, it changed my perspective and I had to be reminded of that, that um, this was not something that Carver really wanted. It's not like he was like, I love being addicted to pornography. It makes me feel great. I love it. <laughs> you know, an addiction is a serious um, health condition that a lot of millions of people struggle with and I needed to gain some perspective. Um, I should have done the sugar thing again, but we had recently done keto and it was a good reminder to be like what I'm feeling right now for how much I want to eat a cupcake <laughs> that's what people with addictions feel like every day and what they struggle with every day so a couple of things um, talk to somebody who hmm, I don't know this is tricky too um, I tried to read an article one time about pornography and it was like Here's an argument about why pornography is good. And here's an argument why pornography is bad. And the whole section about why pornography was good made me feel really sad. <laughs> I know that's so dumb, but like I have struggled with this personally alongside of you um, that I felt terrible after reading the article and I just was like, mm, I don't want to do any more research about this. So it's a little tricky, but really, if you want to gain some perspective as a spouse about what addiction really is, do something like that and test it out on yourself and keep in mind that your spouse is dealing with something a thousand times more painful and and difficult than wanting to eat a Kit Kat bar. Yeah, and I mean, like, you also came up to me and talked to me because you didn't really understand it, and I feel like to some degree you're still you're just trying to empathize with it you know because mm -hmm. like you'd ask me like when you want to view pornography how does that feel like from an addiction standpoint mm -hmm. and i try to explain it to you mm -hmm. it was hard it was it was hard and i was like this is exactly how it feels and you're like i don't get it yeah and i'm like no but that that's exactly how it feels i cannot explain it to you any better mm -hmm. like and i'll share do you want me to share this yeah so i guess for me when i get tempted with pornography i'm really into like meditation and whatnot so when i get tempted with or i have an urging to use a more secular term with pornography when i get urges for that it comes along and this is gonna be the grossest way to describe it but it's like a sexual panic attack like my heart starts racing and like it's like i want this right now like this is something i need to have right now Mm -hmm. And so, like, I start, to, I start to sweat a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, like a, honestly, like a craving. And, like, I have to take a breath and I have to kind of, like... And it feels almost like an like a anxiety attack, a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And so I have to just take some deep breaths and kind of, like, meditate for a little bit. Just kind of find my own breath and relax for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I mean, there's steps from that depending on if that works or not. But that's what it comes up like. And when I said that to you, you're like, I don't get it. 
I tried to understand. You tried. I didn't say you weren't trying. I just said that it took a little while for you to understand, like, what I was going through. But I also, the first time I asked you, you didn't explain it like that. That's true. It took me a little while to find the right words. Yeah. Um, And that's another thing. Uh, We really had to become good communicators. We're still not good at it because we haven't been married we're for that better long. we're better at we're it. we're way better because that was a standard that i had to set um as a spouse i cared enough about our relationship that um I, I, after i had kind of gained control of my emotions a little bit um i had to sit down with carver and say listen i love you and i am gonna fight really hard for both of us to overcome this and come out on the outside on the other side hand in hand and better together as a couple um but listen we need we need some we need some place to start and communication has to be a part of that so i made it very clear that we had to start communicating about this every single day And that was not something that I was going to be lenient on. I said, you need to tell me. This might have been a little overbearing, but it has worked out at the end. You need to tell me every time you feel like you need to view pornography. If you are struggling at all, please just say, hey, I'm having a little bit of a hard moment right now. I'm struggling a little bit right now, and I just need to tell you. And then I would just say, okay, what are you feeling? Like, tell me about that. And can I also chime in on that point? Yeah. It has been kind of hard for me to do that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, she's having a bad day. Yada, yada, this. Yada, yada, that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, uh, it was just a small one. Or, hey, you know, like, it's over now. I'm not feeling off-center at this point. And so, like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm feeling this way. And if I didn't say anything, and this f- still to this day frustrates me. Like, if it's not a big deal right at that point, and I'm like, I have, I'm, 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 I'm controlling myself. And I tell you, like, that night, and I'm like, hey, yeah, this happened today. And you're like, why didn't you tell me? You know? I'm like, because it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I have a control of myself at this point. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes I need it. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I need a little bit of help right now. Mm-hmm. If it's just, and I'm sorry to bother you, but, like, I need to talk to someone right now. Mm-hmm. And so that helps. So let me clarify. I wasn't super upset about like, you're like, hey, I struggled a little bit today. And I would say, okay, tell me about it. Things that I did get upset at is, so social media was a big part of this situation. Um, and pornography was uh, regularly viewed on like Snapchat and Instagram and things like that. Because it's regularly mm-hmm. found there um and i had found out that you had like re-downloaded snapchat and had started using snapchat again after we had talked about that you were trying to cleanse yourself of that and you didn't tell me and i was kind of upset i was like carver this was the problem (laughs) to start with like yeah why didn't you talk to me so it's because at that point i was like yeah i have a hold of myself and then like we talked about it i was like this is just playing with fire right now yeah so i mean that's um not I mean, minor details, but, but it was things like that, that like we, by the way, band name, minor details. Ooh, good one. Thank you. 
we had to really fight for good communication and it's still a struggle um but I still make sure that um it's kind of a priority and if he doesn't bring it up then I'll ask him at the end of the day when we're you know doing our night routine and getting into bed um and I feel like that works but Carver had to know how serious I was about communication mm-hmm. and I wasn't easy about it can I ask a question about it yeah you okay right there sorry I- <laughs> I always have problems when we get in front of a microphone. I'm like, I have dry mouth, and then I try and take take a drink, and then it's like I have these like little burps. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep just to ask your question. Go with it. Is uh, in this whole experience, mm-hmm. if you could take this whole experience that you've had, what would you like to tell someone that has a partner that they're struggling? Actually, I'm going to ask you a different question. Are you trying to wrap this up? No, I'm not. <laughs> and I realized that that question was going to sound like I was wrapping it up because I, you know, I mean, we're 30 minutes into this already. So Sorry. You're fine. Let me ask you a question. Huh? For a partner who has a partner, someone who has a partner that views <laughs> pornography, uh-huh. they don't. Yeah. And they're thinking, this is something I do not want. Yeah. I think that some people wonder, like, am I wrong for saying you have an addiction, I'm out? What's the point where I say, yes, I'm willing to work with you on this? This is something that I'm, you know, you, like, me viewing, you're not okay with me viewing pornography, but you're willing to work with me about it. Mm-hmm. What is the standard of you saying, like, yes, I'm in it to work with you right now? Um, It stemmed from the beginning when on our third date I asked you I said have you ever viewed pornography have you, or I said have you ever had a problem with pornography um and I could tell you were taken aback but you you buckled down and you told me the truth and then we had several conversations beyond that point where I said to you listen if you're not going to be honest with me I'm not going to do this so I guess the first tenet is if is your partner being honest with you it does your par- partner want to be honest about it. Yeah. I could tell from the long, deep conversations with you that you did want to be honest with me and that you cared enough about our relationship that you were willing to be. Um, I know lots of situations where, um, you know, like years and years into your marriage, they find out that their spouse has been struggling with a pornography addiction since the beginning and nothing has been said and they don't really want to get over it and they don't really want to work on it that and and that's the spouse's decision i was willing to work with you because you were you knew that this was a problem and you wanted to get over it and you wanted to work with me and i could tell the sincerity in your heart it would have been more of a lost cause if we had that initial conversation you said no, I've never really struggled with it. Um, and then I found out, I found proof that you had been in like four years and you hadn't said anything. And I found out that you had been struggling with it since we got married. Sorry, that I, thought you were, I thought right there you were talking about like realistic. So I was like, what are you talking about? No, I mean, I mean, that's a different scenario. Yeah. If you had lied to me 
and you wanted to keep it a secret and you wanted it to be an issue and then so let's say this whole thing would have happened and you said no to me blah 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 and I was completely blindsided by the fact that you had been viewing pornography since our relationship had begun and blah 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 all this stuff and this was brand new information for me totally different story I don't know that we'd be married I'm gonna be very honest with you I don't know that we would be married it would take a lot of if so if like a lot of strength and prayers and faith on my part to be true. still be married to you so uh, let's say you asked me when we first were dating do you have a problem with pornography I said no mm-hmm. and then like we were married for three years and I was just like just kidding I do and I have and I don't really want to change or I could tell that you were insincere if I if I if I if you're like do you want to change I'm like yeah sure and then nothing really does, I'm out. I think that's, and I think that's not to toot my own horn. Toot it. I'm going to toot it. <laughs> I'm going to toot and boot. <laughs> I don't know how to say that correctly, but I think that is my redeeming grace. Because I got to tell you, honey, mm-hmm. I feel, and to this day, I think I haven't truly forgiven myself on this. I know. I feel so just hurt that I did that to you which sounds so dumb no I know you feel that way I know like and it's something that I truly am like I am working my butt off to beat this thing like Mm -hmm. I have and we'll talk about this maybe on the next episode Mm -hmm. like I'm very ritualistic and how I'm like I'm I'm tackling this head on you have a plan and you do your program and you talk to me and you yeah I mean Carver has said to me if you're ever not around and I can't talk to anybody. I have a step-by-step plan if something were to come up and I were to really have a moment of weakness. I mean, and that is the difference. I, that is the whole reason that I wanted to fight for this is because of you and your attitude. Because if you knew that you had an addiction and you didn't super want to give it up right now, um, I'd have a really hard time staying. There's a line that you have to draw for yourself where you have to say okay, I agreed to this, but is it going to be worth it for me? I mean, you have to stick up for yourself at some point. And I knew that trying to work with you on this, we both were going to be better and happier together in the end. And I knew that from conversations with you. If I had any question about that before, um, I don't know that we'd be here. It's true. So that's Um, what I have to say about that. So communication is a huge... I can't even ex- I can't even express how how important communication is in this whole process um, to be an effective communicator with your spouse. They need to know how you feel. Carver needed to know as much as it sucked and it hurts both of us. You need to know how I felt and how I feel about it, and that I am still really struggling with how I feel about it, and that I'm still trying to learn and I'm still trying to gain perspective and where you're coming from from uh, an addiction point of view and from a pornography a pornography point of view you know I also want to toot my horn a little bit because I didn't just say oh this is a problem you need to fix it I knew that this was also something that I I had agreed to 
and that we were going to work on this together. And I needed to do my part and I needed to learn and do research and talk to you about your feelings and, and express my feelings to you. We needed to be on the same page. I think that that part is the part that sucks the most. Oh, totally. Cause I mean like, and to this day, when I come up to him, like, Hey, I've had a problem right now. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of vulnerability from both of us to say, Hey, I'm lowering my guard right now because I need you to know that I'm weak. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing for humans to do is to admit their own weakness. And, yeah, I think that, but I think ultimately we're stronger because. 100% we are. We, we've decided that we're going to tackle this together. We have a way better relationship now than we did at the beginning because of this. Um, I, I don't know how much. Um, I wanted to talk about this, but, um, intimacy was a huge deal. Um, just, I don't want to make this about me. Well, it is. This is about you. (laughs) I don't want to make this about my problem. So quick backstory. I was sexually assaulted in college and I had a very, very difficult time being intimate with my husband when we got married i'm being awkward about this because this is the awkward part but (laughs) um it there were a lot of walls that had to come down and a lot of communication and you know a lot of things that once this all came forward and i felt um hmm, i'm trying to think of how i felt when it came to our like intimate relationship I felt um ugh, like 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 I had I don't want to make this sound bad on you but I I felt v- almost violated like the incident my freshman year of college like I think that it comes back to the communication um and understanding pornography and addiction for what it is and um because I ah when I would have I would look back on, on, like, hard days and and hard times um, pertaining to our um, sexual relationship as a married couple, and I could then connect those days with days that you had told me that you had struggled with pornography, not not assuming, but you had correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, giving me the, yep, that was why. And it made me feel gross and violated and, like, I didn't want to do that anymore. I can empathize with that. Not empathize, I guess, but I think I understand what you're talking about right now. It was really hard for me to think um, he likes doing this other thing by himself and he doesn't like me and I don't look like those women and I'm fat and I I You're not fat. I can't thank you. This is just what I'm you know Oh, this is all just of, you. All the things Stream of consciousness. that are going through my head that yeah, it made me feel dirty. I haven't really super vocalized any of this before except for with Carver, so it's a little bit hard for me to talk about. But um it's a, I, I think that it's a normal thing 
when you don't understand pornography to feel violated in a sexual relationship with somebody who's having who's struggling with a pornography addiction correct me if i'm wrong honestly like if you this is something that i want to be clear about if you have any opinions that are different than mine from experiences that you've had i want to know because i really care about learning and growing and knowing more about this so the more opinions the better yeah not everyone's experience is going to be the exact no absolutely not fine with it which you know that's that's up to them so this is just from yeah someone who had not had a knowledge of that and who had kind of grown up thinking that pornography is bad that's but I, I also have always struggled with that because I think it co- it goes right back to the incident my freshman year of college. And I've struggled with that a lot. Um, and the beginning of our marriage, even now, sometimes it's hard for me to be vulnerable with you because of that. And it, I just, I feel violated. And it's really hard for me to uh, to talk myself down and that you're in a safe place and you don't have to have a panic attack about this. Uh, I need therapy. But, um, <laughs> so it, um, if you're experiencing that, your spouse needs to know and you need to talk about it. And I know that it might hurt their feelings, but it's important. I mean, coming right back to communication, the more you can communicate with your spouse about what you're feeling, the better. Um, mm, I think that, oh, the last thing I really want to talk about is, um, believing in forgiveness because I feel like that's the last step. Personally, I learned this real quick on my mission. I had a real problem with being forgiving. Maybe everybody, maybe everyone has a hard time if you feel like you've been personally wronged something you have to learn yeah would you agree i find myself naturally a forgiving person you are you're the world's best so carver's helped me a lot because he says sorry constantly it could be because i feel like <laughs> at fault for everything but oh honey this is not that you're better than me <laughs> you're better than me um no i really had to i mean going back to what we talked about earlier i had to really truly see carver for who he was and not the issues And I had to believe him when he said, I just want to get, I just want to get help. And I just want to not have to deal with this anymore. I had to believe you. And I had to really work on forgiving you. And it, I mean, forgiveness is something you have to search for, whether you're religious or not. I mean, meditate. If you're not religious, Meditate to find forgiveness. If you're religious, I mean, I really had to pray to get forgiveness so that I could forgive. I mean, it's something you really have to search for. Um, uh, Ooh, I had another thought. I'm sorry, this is going so long. But um, we're talking about forgiveness. I don't know. You're like at 50 minutes right now. We'll cut some of this out. No. We're going to. No, I don't think we should. I do think that this all inherently has value. Can I just tell you something? Maybe we can wrap this up on this note. Yeah. As we've been talking, I've been thinking a lot about just kind of like the picture that this podcast has been painting. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, 
I just wanted to say, I'm trying to think, because I don't want to deter this from being about your story. No, it's okay. It's about us. Um, because I just kind of want to say, like, I've been thinking a lot about manhood, and I think mm-hmm. about vulnerability, because I feel like at that last moment, I'm like, man, it kind of paints the picture that she's wearing the pants around in this house. And I thought, I thought about that, like, in a pornography sense, too. I'm like, you know, like, we have these um, inbred notions. Mm-hmm. Uh, about like what men and women should be and it's like yeah men view porn that's just what we do but i think that which is not which is not an accurate thing and i think that we have to rethink what it is to you know what manhood is what womanhood is you know and just think like what is my role right now as a husband as a man as you know i guess an addict and it's made me think like Am I trying to live up to expectations that aren't really there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, am I saying, like, oh, I don't need to say anything because of this. I don't want to be vulnerable youth because I'm a man. We don't, we're not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think that it takes, and especially in these situations, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that it takes a lot of paradigm shifting. And it takes a lot of growing in order for either the addict or a partner of an addict to grow during these times. It takes a lot of understanding one another and understanding yourself too. And just trying to grow from that in order to adapt, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, that's just the point I wanted to make. If you have any questions or you want to chat, I will really try hard to get back to you and like Carver said we're going to create a Facebook page for this um, so that if you do want to hear more episodes um, we're going to try and be better about getting episodes out more uh, regularly like I said there was a little bit of craziness and a guest fell through um, on short notice so um, we're going (laughs) to try and be better about this whole thing but let us know if you have questions or concerns. We really, really love hearing. We loved hearing everything that came our way. I mean, I got like four pages worth of messages from some people, and I loved reading everything. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Else you say? Thank you. No. You sure? Are you sure? Are you being condescending? No, of course not. Just because I use a vine doesn't mean I'm condescending. That's not what I was talking about. Uh, no, I'm just making sure. I'm sure. It's very important that we want to get out completely what people need to hear about your story. I do believe You'll hear more that more. your story is important to share. And so is everyone else's, if you feel so inclined. Um, I, You know what? I think that this podcast will have a really good... Um, I'm hoping that it'll have a good reaction. So I'm hoping to maybe have more women on. I thought about this today briefly. Maybe we should have more women on to talk about their perspectives that would be great that would be great if you want to come on the podcast and share your opinion audition today audition today (laughs) no send us a message and say hey we're gonna probably be selective about it you know it's not like i'm gonna go on there until they mess up their points of view maybe we will maybe we'll have that kind of a show one yolo yolo anyway but if you guys say like i want you know to stand on that podium and Share what I have to say about that or share my experience. Message us and maybe we'll get you on. Totally. I can't guarantee it. Thank you for listening. It's been really long. We'll probably cut this up into two episodes. Okay. We'll probably have a part one, part two. Cool. Thank you, guys. 
we'll see you later. Until next time. Bye.